Oh my gracious. Anybody excited to be in church today? Come on, anybody excited to be in church? I'm so grateful to be in church today. And um, maybe you were here last week. How many of y'all enjoyed Pastor Lee's message last week? Was that not fantastic? That was amazing. And um, Pastor Lee is, is a, he's an amazing, amazing man of God. And um, it was really cool um, because not only last Sunday, but the, the day before that on Saturday, we were able to launch what we are calling the legacy team here at United Church. And um, one of the cool things about that is we've talked about legacy over the last several years. We've taken legacy offerings up. Um, over the last several years, and it's always the second Sunday in December, um, and so uh, just kind of mark that on your calendar. But we were talking about this idea of a legacy team, and what does that mean? And, and as we were talking through that, there were some, some hearts of people that came alive. And maybe as you were listening last week to Pastor Lee, like your heart, something, I've actually talked to some of you because I know, I know this to be true, is that for some of you, your heart leapt inside of you as you started to think about, man, I really feel like my calling in my life is to fund the kingdom of God. I actually had lunch with an entrepreneur this past week and he said, man, I feel like my call is to fund the kingdom of God. So maybe today you feel like you've got a passion for the kingdom of God and you feel like you've got the gift of generosity like it's talked about in Romans chapter 12. If you want more information on this idea of legacy team, if you weren't there last Saturday, I want to encourage you uh, to text legacy team all one word to 94,000 and somebody on our team will reach out to you. Um, but I believe this to be true. Some of you are like, is this for old people? Is that like leaving a legacy? Like I'm, I'm, about, I'm on my way out, like I'm dying. You know what I'm saying? No, it's not that. It's not for rich people. It's not for poor people. It's not for young people. It's not for all people or for old people. It's for all people. People who have, uh, feel like they have a, the gifting of generosity on their life and they have a, king, a, a, a heart for the kingdom of God. So text that if you want some more information. But today we jump into week number three of My Church Is. How many of y'all enjoyed this series so far? Anybody enjoyed this series? I have enjoyed this series so far. But today, I'm really excited because um, we have something coming up next Saturday. And uh, on pre-experience, I already talked about, any of y'all excited for Love Day coming up on Saturday? I'm pumped about Love Day. And you know why I love Love Day? I love Love Day because it's an opportunity for us to come together and to do something together. I don't know if you've ever realized, but life is so much more fun when it's done together. Like even introverts, like the, yeah, I, I, I know you because like my brothers, uh, me, me and my brother are like the opposite end of the spectrum. Anybody have a sibling that you're like, are, we, are, are you sure we came from the same parent? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we came from the same parents, but we are so, I, I, I get you, but life is still better lived together. That's why I love parties. Anybody else like parties? I, I love parties. I love, I love getting together. I love hanging out with people and um, let me just encourage you, if, if you have not signed up for Love Day yet, come on, this is our opportunity to express our love for our community. So go ahead and get your phone out. We've already talked about it, but you can text Love DE to 94000. But let me give you some of the, the opportunities. We're going to do car washes um, from Middletown to Georgetown, like free car washes, not like the free one where you still have to donate something and they make you feel bad for not donating. Come on, somebody, you've been there before, right? Like I'm talking about free, 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 F-R-E-E, -E, that spells what? And if it's free, it's for me. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've always said in my life. We're going to be at the home of the brave. We're going to be doing a downtown cleanup, Milford Little League, Christmas store sorting, the blessing bags for teachers, laundromats, being able to pay for people to do their laundry. Why? Because we just want them to know that Jesus loves them. Not just because I want them to have clean clothes, but I want them to know that Jesus loves them. Come on. We're going to be doing uh, home projects. Um, there's a, uh, several of those home projects for people that, that really need some help around their homes, a Habitat for Humanity. It's going to be amazing. But the reason we do this 
is because one of our core values here at United Church is that we're in this together. And whether you know it or not, you were designed to be a part of something in your life that's bigger than yourself. How many of you know that you are actually hardwired by God, the creator of the universe, to be a part of something that is bigger than yourself? I'm not sure you're convinced yet. How many of you know that? Do you know that today? You know that today? Yeah, yeah. All right. This is why you come alive. Like, this is why people come alive when they go to Love Day and they're like, oh my gosh, I've, I've never experienced anything like this. Like, I was just washing a car, but this person starts talking to me about Jesus and I'm able to tell them about Jesus. And they're like, oh, that was my favorite day ever. And you've never enjoyed washing a car in your life. But come on, you were washing the car in Jesus' name. It led to more. Like there's so many opportunities from Middletown to Georgetown. We were all hardwired to be a part of something that is bigger than ourselves. And the reason that it's, a possible, it's possible to achieve all of these things is because we're doing them together. And there's a word. There's a word that happens when you come around a shared vision. And it's the word unity. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. My church is... United. Yeah. My church, some of y'all are like, uh, duh. That's where I showed up today. I put it in the GPS and I got to United Church. But we're going to talk about this in the sense of, listen, our church, when I refer to this today, let me, let me just clarify this before we get way too deep into today, is when I refer to um, United Church, I, I would refer to that as the lowercase c church. But when I refer to like the uppercase C church, I'm talking about Jesus' church. And so today I just want to differentiate the two. And so today when I talk about this idea that my church is united, I'm not just talking about the name of our church. That would be the dumbest message that I have ever preached in my life. Like, of course, Pastor Kenneth, my church is united. I've, I've got a shirt. I've got all kinds of things that, talk, that tell me my, my, sh- my church is united. But today, I want to talk around this idea of unity, not just in our church, but in the church. So if you have your Bible, turn with me to Mark chapter 9. We're going to be there in just a moment, Mark chapter 9. But before we get to Mark chapter 9, there is all kinds of amazing things happen. Jesus is doing miracles. There's, there's all kinds of signs and wonders happening. Uh, there's just some incredible things, much like what you read this week in, in the book of Matthew. Some of the same exact stories that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all talk about that. If you're reading along in Lamp and Light, which is literally, we just dedicated all of 2021 to be the year of the word to give ourselves to the Word of God for an entire year. Like, I love the Word. I love that. Anyways, I'll move on. I, I love the, like, you're like, you say that every week. It's because I love the Word. And I talk about things that I love. I love my son. I love my wife. I love the Word. Come on, somebody. Wow. T- tough crowd today. I-, I trust that Milford is responding better than Dover is right now. That's what I'm trusting. But today, we're going to be in Mark chapter 9, and uh, we're going to start in verse number 30. Uh, check out how this begins, verse number 30 of Mark chapter 9. It says, they went on from there, the disciples and Jesus, they went on from there, and they passed through Galilee. And he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, the Son of Man, speaking of himself, is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days, he will rise. 
But they did not understand the saying and were afraid to ask him. Let me read that again. He said, the son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him. When he is killed, after three days, he will rise. And they didn't understand him. I'm tracking with that. Anybody else tracking with that? He said, hey, they're going to kill me. Third day, I'm rising again. They didn't get it. So we go on th- verse 33. It says, and they came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you discussing on the way? And so Jesus is, he knows their thoughts anyway. Multiple times in scripture, he was 100% God, 100% man. So he knew these things anyway. We talked about that in, in uh, Christmas in July. Go back and watch that if you missed that. But we talked about that all the, uh, multiple times. But, but, but Jesus knew what they were thinking. But he wanted to know what was going through your mind. Like, what were y'all discussing along the way? Because I just told y'all that I'm going to be killed. I just told y'all that this is going to be the end of my life. Just curious what y'all were discussing along the way. Verse 34, but they kept silent. For on the way, they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. <laughs> he just said, they're going to kill me. And they're walking along like, no, I'm better than you. No, you're better. No, I trust me. You, you, know how much, you know how much of the Torah I have memorized? Come on, like I've got way more memorized than you got. But they kept silent from the way they'd argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and he called the 12. And he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Jesus completely flips the script on them. Hey, you're you're arguing about who's the greatest, but what I want you to understand here is the first will be last. Like like the theology of Ricky Bobby's dad does not work in this situation. (laughs) Jesus like, hey, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all. He must be servant of all. And Jesus, I love Jesus because he turns everything on its head. Verse 36, and he took a child and he put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. You may wonder why United Church is so passionate about kids. It's because Jesus is passionate about kids. You may wonder, why do we put so much emphasis and budget and training? Why why do we put so much emphasis? Because we are wild about teaching your kids Jesus on their level. Like we get excited around that idea. And Jesus, in this moment, he was showing them the contrast of to their status-seeking selves. Jesus is like, hey, you need to understand that it's not about just seeking the status for yourself. You have to understand, like, you have to be willing to take lowly places to be more like me. You see, but so often what we want to do is we want to climb some sort of proverbial ladder in order for us to be more influential, for us to make a bigger difference, for us to to be known more. And Jesus said, hey, you've missed the point. It's not climbing to the top of the ladder. It's bending a knee and washing someone's feet to show them that you want to serve them in all of your ways. And so he continues on. I want you to check out what John says right here. John turns a corner and you see the heart of what he's really saying. Verse 38, John said to him, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. And I imagine that Jesus is like, maybe they're just like, maybe they're starting to get the point. 
Like maybe they're starting to understand what this is all about because John's like, teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and, uh, and, and, and he kind of leaves them hanging right there. And, and, and maybe Jesus is like, oh gosh, maybe he's like not as thick-headed as I thought he was. Like maybe they're not as, like they're not as confused as I thought they were. He says, that, he says, hey, we saw, someone say, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. And we, he says, check out what it says as he continues. And we tried to stop him because he was not following us. And Jesus is now like, you are as dumb as I thought you were. <laughs> we saw someone casting out demons in your name, Jesus. And we tried to stop him because he was not following us. And what happens in this passage is that John and the disciples are shrinking the circle of who they feel should be involved in this business of following and representing Jesus. They're becoming exclusive to the Jesus club. They're drawing lines that Jesus never drew. And church, can I just tell you that the same exact thing happens in 2021. If you're new to the church, um, this may actually be mind-blowing to you. Um, not every church gets along. Crazy thought. <laughs> like, if you're new to the church, you're like, like, really? Like, like, what's the argument over, like, steeples? Like, what's the argument over, like, pews or chairs? Like, well, I mean, like, I'm not sure. Like, if you're new to the church, you're like, hey, I mean, like, we, can't we just rally around the whole Jesus thing? Like, can't we just rally? Like, and if you're new, you're like, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm, I'm not sure why there would be. But if you've been part of the church for any length of time, you're like, Yep. You, you already know what I'm talking about. You're already well aware of what I'm talking about. And when you become this narrow-minded like John was, that Mark was writing about, you actually start thinking that there's no way to do things other than the way that you do them. And when that happens, can I tell you, you have missed the point like John. Let me take another time out because I said this earlier, but this is not a rebuke. This is a reminder. I actually feel like we do a great job at keeping this in the forefront of our mind. But I feel like today will serve as a reminder. Let, let, me, let me ask you this um, question. How, how many of you know that there are other ways to do church other than the way that United does church? Right? That's not only okay, that's excellent. Like, it's not only, okay, it's actually, and if you're not careful, you'll start thinking to yourself that there's no way that you can actually do church other ways than the way that we do church. Let, let me just, um, can we get real today? Is that okay if we get real today? Cool. We, we're going to do it anyway. So I didn't, we, we, let, me, let me tell you how this fleshes out. Like, if you're not careful, again, reminder, not rebuke. And if it's a rebuke, that's the Holy Spirit. That's not Pastor Kenneth. But it, you'll be scrolling through social media on, on Sunday evening and, and you see that, that this other church had a great day. 
And if you're not careful, what the flesh will do is it will allow to creep into your mind when you start thinking like, did they really have a good day? Was it as good of a day as United Church's day? And all of you that are like deeply grieved, come on, y'all are new to the church and you had no clue this happened. Like, like you see other people's church and you're like, hey, that's cool. But did you have Amanda sing at your church? Like that last song, Amanda, like her voice is crazy, y'all. But like, like, did you have Amanda? Did you have, I bet you didn't have ceremony coffee at your church. Like how good could it really be? And what happens is you start to shrink the circle. Like I saw someone doing a love day, but it didn't look like ours. Can it really be as good? I, I saw another sticker of another church on the car, but it wasn't arrows. Like we, we laugh, but these are thoughts that some of us have, not maybe these exact things, but we see things, on, whether it be social media or the conversation that we have and we start to shrink the circle. Like I, I know how true this is because I've heard things about our church. I've heard things, people say things, and, and, and they're, they're just not true because they're based on assumptions. And my dad always told me what happens when you assume you're not usually right. You thought I was going to say something else. Not even at United Church. But church, can I just tell you that being narrow-minded like John was in this passage is an assault on the unity that Jesus came to show us. Man, there is no room for that in the kingdom of God. And so today what I want to do is uh, I want to show you some things. Um, I want to show you, actually before we get there, I want to show you Jesus' response because that's very important. Like, not just Kenneth's response, but, but Jesus' response. Check out verse 39. But Jesus said to him, do not stop him. For no one who does a mighty work in my name, which is very important, in my name, will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. Jesus is like, John, you are so thick-headed. John, you are missing the point. Do not stop him. John, who do you think you are? John, in this moment, like, for the one who is not against us is for us. Please, Jesus, listen, listen, church, listen to me today. If you don't get anything else I have to say, I want you to hear me say this, that United Church is not the only church doing great things for the kingdom of God. And the house of the Lord cheered. Because can I tell you, heaven would be boring, heaven would be lonely, heaven would be sparse, heaven would be not really all that fun. Like it would not, like if it was just people from United Church. Oh, we got our, our, our Dover folks and our Milford folks inhabiting heaven right now. Sorry, the rest of you didn't make it. Like the reason that, that I can't wait to go to heaven is because there's going to be expressions. Come on, every tongue will confess, every knee will bow and say that Jesus Christ is the Son 
of God. And because this is true, I want to share with you some things that I believe was the heart of what Jesus was trying to get to. Uh, three things that you and I can do to fight for unity because my church is united. The first one is this, is we can make these, these are statements that I want to, I want you to write down is this, is the first one is I will support the church. I will support the church. Now, when I'm talking about, like, the church, I'm talking about uppercase C, I will support the church. Why is it important to support the church and to fight for unity? Because Scripture refers to the church as the bride of Christ. Check out what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Church, uh, you probably are aware of this. I'm f far more aware of this. Y'all, it, it's wedding season. I've done three weddings in the last six weeks, and I've loved them. They're amazing. I love, I love love. Anybody else love love? I love love. It's so, it's so, it's so cute. It is so cute. But I, I was actually um, Friday. Uh, Mr. Dane Melvin got married. Come on, somebody. It was awesome. Yeah. And I, w I wish I could, like, I wish I had the video of, like, when Mary, like, turned the corner and, like, he, like, doubles over crying. Um, I know, oh, see, I told you. It's just it's heartstrings. It just, just pulls at him, right? But there's something extremely special about a groom receiving his bride. And when I think about what Jesus thinks about the church, come on, that he is receiving his bride, what is the, the church, like his heart, Jesus' heart goes pitter-patter for the church. Jesus, he gets butterflies in his stomach waiting for his bride. He has so much joy because of the church. And because this is true, because this is how Jesus feels about the church, can I tell you, I will support the church. Like I will be an advocate of the church. I will give to the church. Why? Because it's the bride of Christ. I will serve in the church. Why? Because it's the bride. I will choose not to be critical when it would be easy to be critical. I will edge on the side of being overly supportive and not judgmental. And if churches, listen to me very clearly, if churches do work in Jesus' name, can I tell you, we're all on the same team. All on the same team. Let me just tell you a few of those. Calvary Wesleyan Church in Harrington with Pastor Ken Figs. Yeah, shout out to Pastor Ken. Anchor Church in Milford with Pastor Paul Bowman. Calvary Church in Dover with Pastor Ryan Kuhn. Crossroad Christian in Dover with Pastor Anthony Wallace. Hope Church launching in three weeks in Seaford, Delaware with Pastor Emma Adams. Eagle's Nest in Milton with Pastor Bob Weed. The Journey in Newark with Pastor Mark Johnston. Solid Ground Church in Lewis with Pastor Burt Miller. Love of Christ Church in Bear with Pastor Steve Harville. Y'all, I could list them off for days. And if they're doing work in Jesus' name, I will support the church. And if you live closer to any of those churches than you do to my church, come on, find yourself in their sanctuary. 
because they are doing work in Jesus' name. And just because it looks different doesn't mean it's not being done in Jesus' name. Pastor Kevin Myers, uh, he said this. He said, when, when you sign up to be a part of the church, you have forfeited the right to be competitive. Pastor Lee said this about like business people and, and pastors, but, but I've also heard it said about churches that we are not here to compete with each other. We are here to complete each other. That it's the different expressions of the churches. Because you know what? Some people like small churches. Some people like medium-sized churches. Some people like the three-quarter between medium and large churches. I don't even know what that is. Some people like, some people like um, uh, home churches. Some people like, um, some people like, I, I, there's, there's all, some people like all kinds of different churches. Some people like traditional style. Some people like um, uh, contemporary. Some people like um, loud. Some people like soft. Some people like piano. Some people like org. I, I don't know what you like, but there's room for it in the kingdom of God if it's being done in Jesus' name. I will support the church. The second thing is I will defend the church. I will defend the church. Why would I defend the church? Because if you remember, Scripture refers to the church as the bride of Christ. And um, church, let me just tell you something. If, if you offend me, whatever, but if you offend my bride, come on, somebody. <laughs> Different story. If you, hurt my, if you hurt me, you know, we'll talk about it. And uh, you might catch some hands, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm playing. Turn, I would turn the other cheek. And then I would sweep the leg. You know what I'm saying? That's when I would do right there. I just, just sweep. Just, that's right. Sweep the leg. But if you hurt my bride, listen, I'm okay with doing prison ministry. And I'm not talking about outside the bars. Inside the bars. Why? Because she's my bride. Well, the church is Jesus' bride. And because that's true, I will defend the church. I, I will defend any church if they are doing ministry in Jesus' name. But can I just tell you this? If they're not doing ministry in Jesus' name, I can't defend them because it would be counterintuitive to me defending Christ's church. When it comes to defending the church, um, there's this word orthodox. Um, I want to give you the definition. It's, it's the conforming to what is generally or traditionally accepted as right or true, established and approved. See, when it comes to defending the church, if you are orthodox, I'll explain what that means a little bit kind of in depth here in a moment. And you may wonder, what is orthodoxy based on? Um, what is this right teaching that you speak of? There's some, there's some closed-handed issues. If you take a note, so there's a couple terms I want you to write down. The first one is closed-handed issues. Closed-handed issues like, like Jesus being the Son of God. Closed-handed issues like Christ crucified and Christ bodily resurrected. I don't think he just resurrected in spirit. I believe his body rose from the grave. Closed-handed issues for me like Jesus living a sinless life. Closed-handed issues for me like the word being infallible and inerrant. I, I truly believe this with everything that I have. These are, these are closed-handed issues for me. And, and I'm telling you, like, these are things that I'm not going to budge on. Like, I will die on this mountain and church, I, I want to I set you up with, let me, let me, I want to teach you something um, because this, this will help in, in some conversations that you have. Is it all right if I help you for a second? Is that all right? I just want to help you. Because the truth of the matter is, is if you don't believe in the word of God being the plumb line of morality, there's oftentimes no conversation to be had with people. 
the, hold on, before, you, before let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me take this, let me take it kind of a step further. Some people say, um, they'll pull you aside like after an experience, say, hey, wasn't it crazy what Pastor Lee said about tithing? Like, don't you think that's crazy what he said? Like, that, that I, would, I would give 10% to the church. I would, he didn't even say give, he said return it like it wasn't even mine. Like, like all sassy, you know what I'm saying? Hey, before you get into an argument with somebody, before, before it even turns to anything, I, I think the question would be, like, even if they, hey, what do you think about sexuality? What do you think about marriage? What do you think about any of these things? The next question out of your mouth should be this. I'm just trying to help you not get in a crazy, crazy argument for no reason where you burn a bridge and you're never able to talk to somebody again. Is that fair? You just ask them this question back to them. is like, hey, what do you believe about the word of God? And if their answer back to you is anything, but I believe it is infallible and errant in, in all its ways. I believe it is holy and true. I believe it is useful for correcting, teaching, rebuking. Any of these answers, that it is, it is truth, it is God's word. If, if, if that is not the answer, then there is no conversation to be had because you are seeing life through two different lenses. Does this make sense? And so all you're going to do, listen, you, you can have that conversation, but I'm telling you, it would be better for you just to continue to pray for them and to allow the Holy Spirit to bring them because the Holy Spirit will do what you can't. The Holy Spirit draws, sometimes we push. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to do that work, it doesn't matter what the issue is. If you allow the Holy Spirit to do the work, uh, it, it will be so much better than you will ever do. Because Pastor Lee said it this way, this past week, and I'll reiterate it. He said, if God has already spoken on an issue, my opinion doesn't matter. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about tithing? I don't get to have an opinion on tithing because God's word already spoke on it. And I believe that God's word is holy and true in all its ways. Those are closed-handed issues. And then there's open-handed things, like I would call them like denominational differences. Like denominations like Wesleyan or Baptist or Methodist or Pentecostal. There's open-handed. I'm not going to argue with you on who's got it right. Like, oh, it's, it's the, the, the Baptist, they got it wrong, and the Pentecostals got it right. Like, I'm not going to argue with you over, over traditional or contemporary I'm not going to argue with you over loud worship or piano and organ. I'm not going to argue with you over 65 minutes or four hours in an experience. Although, listen, if you go four hours, you better have an intermission for food. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm not going to argue with you, like, should you have root beer after an experience or not? One of our sixth grade partners, she was walking out, and she saw the, the root beer, and she's like, Mommy... What are they serving? Like, it's root beer, honey. Calm down. It's root beer, honey. Calm down. I, th I thought that would be funnier than it was. Anyways. <laughs> and the deal is, is, if we differ on these open-handed things, like that's okay. We're on the same team. But if we differ in closed-handed things, I still love you, but we're not on the same team. Because I have to defend the church. I have to defend the church. And so how do you strike the balance with these open-handed things, the balance of this unity that I believe the church is supposed to display. If you look in John 17, first part of verse 21, Jesus is praying this right before he goes to the cross. He's praying, he says, Father, that they may all be one just as you, Father, are in me and I in 
you. Jesus is pouring out his heart to his Father that the world would know that he is who he says he is by the unity that is on display. This is actually where the name United came from. It's John chapter 17. Jesus was praying. He said, listen, the only way that the world will know that we are who we say we are, that it is legit about who we say we are and who we believe in is if we show united, if we become a church that is united, not just a lowercase c but an uppercase c to show to the world that Jesus really is who he says he is. United Church will always be a church that's for the church. I will support the church. I will defend the church. But the last one is I will, I will celebrate the church. Why? Because it's the bride. Like when I go speak at another place, why do I show a picture of my bride? Because I celebrate her. Like I love my wife. I celebrate her in every situation that I find myself. And if the church is the hope of the world, if it is the vehicle that God has chosen in order to deliver his salvation to people, I will celebrate the church. Can I tell you, listen, when we win anywhere, we win everywhere. Church, are we getting this today? Like when there's a salvation here, come on, there is a win there. Wherever there is, if it's being done in Jesus' name, when there's a disciple made there, that's a win here. Like we were all supposed to be beautiful expressions of the church, of the body of Christ. You know, we celebrate the church, not just lowercase c, but uppercase c here at United. And we feel one of the mandates of our church is to give ourselves away. I want to tell you, because this is worth celebrating when we talk about the church. In the last two months, our church has given away some of what we have learned to over 15 churches who are either planting, who are already existing. Things like meetings, question and answers, training, consulting, preaching, tour, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 15 churches. In the last two months, compiling all this together, we've given away 60 plus hours to equipping, existing, and planting. Those same 15 churches, we've given away over 60 hours. That's, that's conservative. Like just the other day, we had five residents from United that were touring around five other residents from another church, teaching them what they know. Like I get so excited, church, this is what we should celebrate. This is the stuff that we should be fired up about in the last six years. You as a church, all of us together have helped plant over 400 art churches all over the nation. And together we have given nearly $100,000 in seeing that take place. In this fall together, we will plant 40 more. They will break over a thousand churches total planted in ARC. And that's because of you guys. Church, I will celebrate the church like crazy. I will get crazy when it comes to talking about how much I love the church. We believe this um, so much. For the last several years, a couple years, excuse me, we've, um, we've had a couple who's been with us, and many of you know them. Um, they're actually here at our Dover campus today. I want to invite Alfie and uh, Emma Adams up here on stage with me. Church, can we give it up for Alfie and Emma Adams? These two, 
Come closer. Come close to me. We're, 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 getting, we're getting cozy. I, uh, I get so excited when I think about what God is going to do through you guys. Th- these guys are planting Hope Church in Seaford at Seaford High School yes, in three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. And uh, I want to say this. Um, church, if, if, if you live in the Seaford area and uh, it's a long drive to the Milford campus, I would encourage you to get plugged in, make a difference through Hope Church. Um, this is good soil. But I also want to say, I, I just believe so much, like, you, you guys have to understand, church, you have to understand, like, for two years, they've, they've just come under vision and said, like, hey, we just want to serve. Like, not like, hey, be in leadership. We just want to serve. We just want to be a part. We want to, like, soak it up. We want to, like, learn. And it's been amazing. Over the last couple of years, we've invested $7,000, a little over $7,000, like, monetarily in these two. We've... We've given away over $25,000 in like equipment that we have moved on from and is just amazing for a church plant. Yeah, come on, I celebrate the church. I celebrate the church. Um, we're going to pray for you in just a moment. I want to say this, uh, we as a church, we want to come alongside you guys and for every person that shows up on your launch day, we're going to give you $10 for every single person that shows up. This is a way to support you guys. Yep. And... Um, some of y'all, you, if you are a communicator, you get this. When Emma came up, she said she liked this podium, and I want to give you this podium today. Um, this is the way. I'm serious. 100%. This is yours. This is yours. The Holy Spirit just started dropping this stuff on me, and I'm like, what else? I'm like, shoes, shirt. Like, I'll, I'll keep the shirt on. No, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> Dear God, everybody, <laughs> please keep it on. I am so proud of you guys. I'm so thankful for you guys. I mean, we've known each other. Go back to student ministry. Like we've been, yeah, ten years. Ten years, but a culmination. And so I want to ask um, our church, Milford Campus, Dover Campus, watching online. I want to ask that we would come alongside you, pray with you. Um, literally, as a send off for what I believe is about to be um, amazingness. There's nothing short of of greatness. And so let me gather around. Let's pray together. Father God, I'm just so thankful for Alfie. God, I'm so thankful for Emma. God, the work that you're doing in their life, God, is undeniable. God, the spirit in which they have carried themselves is undeniable. And God, I believe that the way you leave one season drastically impacts the way you enter another one. And God, I can't think of a better way to leave a season and to be submitted to a vision, to be serving, to just give yourself away, to be so selfless, God, in all their ways. And so, God, I pray for them. Lord, I pray for the family as a whole, God, as a unit, Jesus. I pray that you would come alongside both Alfie and Emma, God, as they lead this church, as they love your people. God, as the city of Seaford will never be the same, God. We declare it. So, Jesus, would you take and would you... Would you hold their hands, God, on, on, the, on the great days? And God, would you hold their hands on the, the bad days? Because God, we know that this life, this journey is, Father, it's hills and valleys strung together. But God, we pray that when we get on that hill, God, that we would take in, that we would survey all the amazing things that you've done so that when we find ourselves in the valley, we would never forget how faithful you are. Jesus, today we love you. Thank you so much for loving us. God, thank you for your church. We will 
celebrate your church. We give you all the praise and honor and glory. It's in Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Church, can we give it up? Come on. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Emma, you got to let me finish the day because I got to use the, the podium again, okay? Sorry, all right, I'll give it to you after that. Today, church, I just wonder, again, today was said it from the beginning, said it in the middle, not a rebuke, it's a reminder. Would we just be reminded day in and day out, come on, that we will support, that we will defend, and that we will celebrate? Are y'all in this with me? I want to pray and your MC will take over. Father God, we love you so much. Your church is amazing. Thank you that you allow us to play a small part, God. God, thank you as, um, as even as I was preaching this, God, my, my passion even more stoked for your church, God, even more fired up for what you want to do, God, the, the vehicle that you've given us to see lost people saved, to see found people discipled, and see disciple people come on, continue to find more freedom and to make a difference in their life, God. And Lord, I just believe that you have all of that in store for all of us. And so God, I pray that you would help us today to just set our hearts ablaze again for what you want to do through your church, God. We give you all praise, all honor and glory. It's in Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.